Welcome to Liberty Station. I'm Bryce Eddy, and uh, we are fighting very hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. And today is an epic day in the battle for life. And uh, I've got my pal and jujitsu brother, AJ Hurley, here uh, today to talk about what's going on. Uh, AJ, are you there? I'm here, my friend. Oh man, it's it's wild over here. I'm I'm glad to be on with you, man. I pulled away from the court to do this, so I'm pretty pretty stoked to to hang out with you, buddy. Hey, well, thank you for doing that, man. Because I know you're right in the thick of it. Because you're in D.C. right now, right? Okay, yeah. So yeah, you're I'm in uh, D.C. right now. You are you are on the ground and uh, watching what's happening. So first. Um, Give me what the atmosphere feels like, and uh, and kind of what's happening, just uh, you know, with everybody around. It's funny. So I'm probably going to be biased when I say this because for me, it's just been all joy today. Um, mm -hmm. So, but you can definitely cut the tension with the knife. I mean, you have people just screaming and exuberant joy. And then you look to your right and there is like angry white women that are just in a puddles of tears because they can't kill children. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. just this, this discrepancy is, is just wild right now. And so we didn't really know this was going to happen today. So it was, it was a crapshoot and I, I, I brought my bottle of champagne just in case. And, and it's just so happened that uh, it worked out that I could pop it today. So. So have you been kind of there, uh, you know, in D.C. in anticipation that it might go down at any time kind of a thing? Is that is that what you've been doing on this trip? Yeah, actually, I planned a whole activist training camp, camp of, you know, week long training for pro-life leaders and future leaders and future activists. So I knew it was going to come around sometime this week. I was putting all my money on Monday. So uh -huh. but we. We, uh, we, we knew, so I got a little birdie that told me something might go down today. And so we, we debated whether we we're going to show up. Um, cause I actually didn't think I was like, man, why in the heck would they release it on a Friday night when they have all weekend to have everybody off of work to do it. But then it was like, oh, well, these normally people probably aren't really working anyway. So I yeah. mean, it doesn't really matter when they're, you know, they're going to do it. So if it's on a Monday or a Saturday or when, so, um, so yeah, but, um, it's going to be a wild weekend here. I'm, I'm actually going to probably stay out of a lot of the craziness tonight, uh, because I, I have 25 activists and most of them are girls and just it is when I left at like, two o'clock it the tension was was building for sure it was getting it was getting steamy there yeah i i think we're gonna have uh i, I think we're gonna have incidences of violence all over the country um through the weekend and you know most of that stuff totally. will happen at night um i'm on call right now um you know i've got my my bags packed in my car for you know for covered six and our duties um yeah you know in in beverly hills and and you know some of the areas where we're contracted to provide um, you know, help to the police um, because they're expecting some some things going down, and you know, so we'll have a heavy yeah. presence there. But um, I, I've been working, you know, since last night, you know, with you know some of our mutual friends that are in this fight that are getting death threats, oh. and you know, we're doing dark web searches for them, and you know, oh, yeah. um, 
you know, all of that's uh, happening and I'm fielding phone calls from, uh, you know, our, our, our local synagogue and, um, you know, others that are, you know, nervous now. So, you know, um, th- uh, you probably saw the, um, you know, Jane's Revenge posters and the Antifa posters that are calling for violence, you know, and, and they're directly calling for violence. So this is not just like, you know, come out and protest and, you know, stand in solidarity. You know, yeah. we want to kill children. No, they're like, let's let's do yeah. some violence and, you know, show these people. Yeah, no, it's, it's huge. So when I left today... There was, uh, so in DC, I only know, I don't live in DC, but I have a lot of friends in DC and they kind of keep a pulse on what's going on there and the groups that are involved. But when I, so there's four, about four different affiliated branches of Antifa there. And, uh, some of the main players were just starting to show up and it's not a surprise because the DCPD was bringing out the riot gear with the shields and all the armored, stuff just full-blown ready for you know the the left's version of january 6th is what i think they're planning for you know and uh but obviously it'll be nothing like like what uh what that would be purported to be you know the 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 big nothing that january 6th was in terms of um no this will be fiery but mostly peaceful yes exactly right so um yeah but it's Full blown. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos going out, but we left at the perfect time because I have I don't know twenty girls with me, and all these girls were like, "Hey, uh, can we can we go now?" I'm like, "Yeah, we can we can go now." So, so you're starting to uh, see it, the yeah. tension build and all of oh, that, yeah. A hundred percent, and even up to this this week, I've been I've been getting death death threat phone calls myself uh, from a number of people. I'm on a I'm on a most wanted list by there, um, at least in San Francisco area because of, uh, some of my work in, in San Francisco with fetal organ harvesting and, mm-hmm. and then doing a, a sit in in this clinic. And so San Francisco, if you Google my name right now, there's all kinds of a manner of lies about me. So I'm getting phone call after phone call the last coming weeks up to this, you know, just saying wicked things to me, asking if I'm afraid for my life and telling me I'm just craziness, you know, but yeah, the, the, the bottom line is it's not any surprise to guys like you and I, because we know this is the sacrament of the left, right? This is, it is. their, this is their parody of, of their blood sacrament and, and the demonic activity that's behind this is, Utter, utterly shocking to, to, to experience when when you're actually up in front again and dealing with this face to face. But um, it's scary, but at the same time, um, you know you're kind of over the target, right? When they start, yeah. they start bombing you. So, yeah, listen, what a, a, what a, see what happens tonight. Yeah, what what a time to be alive. You know, I mean, I uh, I joke uh, that I was, you know, I was. I was built for chaos, you know, and I thrive in those, you know, things. And, and, uh, I, I, you know, as, as much as I, you know, I, I know people are lamenting all the time about what we're living through and they're, they're worried about, Oh, what the world that I'm bringing my children into and all that stuff. And, and I'm grateful for it because we have gotten so soft in our prosperity and we've gotten so wicked in our prosperity. And we have, you know, we have, um, 
you know, just abdicated all of our responsibilities and, and all of that happening is now having to be kind of, um, you know, flushed away. And, yeah. and so, you yeah. know, it's, it's going to be time for, for people to stand up and the kids that are born now and the kids that are coming up now are going to have to be tough and yeah. righteous and, and they're yeah. going to have to stand. Yeah. The church is going to have to rise up because this American really, it's just a religion of self that we, that we've been involved with for the last, I don't know, really since I would say probably, you know, since the eighties, the the boomer generation probably in their, in their comfort kind of, I think gave a lot of America up in, in just, we're really concerned with 401ks and stuff like that. And they, the church just kind of retreated. And now we're here so many decades later and we're just like, wow, what the heck happened? But a, a couple of things are, are really interesting to me about this whole thing is, so I, I'm sitting in jail um, for some work I'm doing. So this, this abortionist is coming after me for um, flyering her neighborhood of all things and managed to convince a crooked judge to get a felony warrant for stalking, for showing up at her neighborhood. And unbeknownst to me, they apprehend me and keep me in jail for six days without even telling me uh, for the uh, bulk of that time, not even telling me why I was there. And then I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, it just dawns on me, Bryce. I'm like, man, I'm not really ready for this. And if I'm not ready for this, America is not ready for this. The American church is not ready for us, but it is dawning on us faster than we can blink an eye and quicker than we can prepare. Christians are going to have to start experiencing stuff that has not they, that, that we read about in history books. We read about when you pick up the, the Fox's Book of Martyrs or, or um, you know, you, you read about in these great great old movies about the Christian faith um, and, and read about when you pick up the New Testament or the book of Acts and, and hear of the persecution. And, but man, I just, Bryce, I don't think the American church is ready for the tidal wave of persecution that is going to come upon us just for holding fast to the deposit that's been delivered over to us. You know, just, we're not ready for the persecution that comes with picking up your cross and, and following Christ because we have been inundated and we know nothing but comfort and ease. So I'm experiencing a little bit of it and I'm looking at the co- the makeup of not only this, this what's going to be going on in the court, but I, man, Roe v. Wade falls today, Bryce. And I'm just like, God, you are so much more merciful than I am because our culture, bro, I it is unbelievable that God released an overturned row today, given the cultural and moral decline of this nation, just yes. giving itself over to to debauchery and, and rejection of him. And then God in his mercy decides to give us an olive branch and say and overturn this really and answer our prayers. God is a lot more merciful in character, bro, than I am, you know, because if I was up there, I would be just probably torching the place. 
Well, you know? and and uh, and praise God, you know, we we also had that Second Amendment ruling come down too, so you yeah. know <laughs> we can defend <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean yeah. this this week. This week has been unbelievably historic and, you know, in, in what, uh, you know, what the Supreme Court is doing for our Constitution and at least moving it back towards some sanity and some of what the, yeah. you know, founding fathers intended by, you know, getting rid yeah. of some of these terrible things. Um, and, and you know what, as you know, it's, it's, it is only going to get worse. And, you know, that's yeah. what you're speaking of because you're right. The church is not ready, not even close to, not because most close. of them, mo- most of our churches are, are, you know, decrepit, hollow, empty, um, you yeah. know, businesses and, and not people, you know, standing up bravely for what, you know, what we need to be doing and, and not evangelizing the way we should. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're going to, though, very quickly see, and, and we saw a, a big measure of it during, um, you know, the 2020, you know, the churches that stood up, the churches that, that were willing to risk it all, the, the churches that are, you know, not caring about their tax-exempt status, you know, not making it yeah. all about that, and, and, you know, ready to fight. You saw that really quickly, and then, you know, God bless yeah. Rob and Charlie for the work that they're doing around the country getting other pastors. Totally. To, to do this, you know, we got the first ever, um, you know, training conference for pastors happening in August, um, the 10th through the 12th uh, for Turning Point Faith or uh, yeah. TPUSA Faith. And, and you know, those yeah. sort of things are happening, but it but it's going to be mm-hmm. boiling down to just that that remnant of, of people that are, you know, willing to engage. And you you said it right. It's, it's a remnant, right? It's like and if, sometimes I feel like we're in our who is it? Was it Elijah? Who was I think it was Elijah. Who is like, you know, oh Lord, uh, if you, you know, if there is there anybody here, you know, is there anybody that's 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 faithful to you, and um, and he's like, I've reserved for myself a remnant of people that have not bowed the knee to Baal, you know, and so, so sometimes, especially in states like where we're at, brother, or I mean, not not only where we live, but here in D.C., right, but but California, where you are just inundated it's just surrounded by people who hate christ and hate his law and just are raging it's like psalm 2 kind of situation why are the nations raging and people are devising these evil things but what's the rest of that passage he says the lord looks down and he laughs at them he holds mm. them in derision you know and and this the idea to i'm comforted by the fact that God is on the throne and he's sovereign and that he not only is he raising a remnant, but he's sovereign enough to where like when I preach the gospel, even though I'm looking out and seeing these people that are just hardened, just more and more hardened. It's like I, I'm wondering, am I even preaching anymore? I, I'm like, I'm preaching the gospel, but like every, this society is just being given over to hardness of their hearts. And it's just bouncing off of people like ping pong balls. And, and the more I preach, I'm holding. So I, I'm holding the images after this whole justice with the five thing. And these, uh, I don't know if your listeners know about it, but they, if they saw our last broadcast, they would. It is unreal to me, Bryce. I'm holding up the images of these murdered third trimester full-term children in my hands at protests or rallies out in front of the abortion clinic or whatever, trying to show this is what abortion is. And people are so hardened that they're looking 
at the mangled image of God in the third trimester that can live on its own. And they are just like, my body, my choice. Yeah. The, this, the heart or get, or the, the, I've heard people hearts. get, you know, don't even show me those things, you know, because they don't want yeah. to, to see it or face yeah. it. You know, they, mm-hmm. they want to ignore it. They want to pretend that the, that yeah. abortion is some sanitized, you know, simple yeah. little medical procedure, you know, rather than the, the horror that it really is. Um, I, I know yeah. you sent me, um, you know, Lila Rose and live action and the, their release of that video of, um, of yes. that, oh my God. uh, you know, nurse in that clinic, um, you know, pump, you know, pumping, uh, that gal, th- uh, you know, filled with Xanax so that she couldn't even make <laughs> rational decisions. I mean, that, that's like, uh, you know, p- uh, putting them on, um, a roofie or something, uh, yeah. you know, prior to, prior to the doctor coming in, I, I mean, just, just mm-hmm. wickedness and, yes, and what, what, what was, what was interesting to me about that. And I tweet, you know, I tweeted that, that out and, and I said something along the lines of, I mean, it's, it's no surprise that, 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 that she can do that. They pretended about, it's about women's health and, uh, and they care mm-hmm. about women and that's what it's all about. And they're this wonderful and safe space for women to come in and, and get their, their, uh, you know, uh, health planning and get you know get taken care of and all that and you saw yeah. that that woman was callous and and you know and and wicked well if you've yeah. murdered baby after baby for mm-hmm. you know however long she's been in that yes. career of course you're yeah. going to be a yeah. callous human being that doesn't care and 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 she yeah. dripped with contempt for the woman and I, I mean it was just yeah. it was so gross it, it's so it, but it's so great that that type of content is getting out there and people yeah. are really seeing it's like you know with these children right it's a god's providence and, and you talked about like just the craziness of this last couple weeks and the last couple months i feel the exact same way but god is doing weird things that are just providential out one after another that that video that live action released that was the same clinic we found these five 115 babies but the five the five murdered uh late term third trimester full term children that was the same clinic this this clinic of this abortionist sorry santangelo over here just like a mile from me where i'm at in georgetown right now and uh uh called the washington surgery center that was the clinic the very clinic that those babies were found and and the date that that was uh released i believe was january and we we so some of the babies that we found were kept in the refrigerator for like over three months they were dated in uh december january and february because every single one of those had a date on them but so many things from that video are just mind-blowing one the fact that they outright say that they don't they don't give digoxin so just so you understand digoxin is this chemical that they put a long needle through the belly of a woman and into the fetus, either its head or its body, or if they can get it, the heart, they give that medication and it stops the baby's heart so that the baby dies and it's not born alive. And then they dilate her, send her home for a couple days. And then they, when she's dilated enough after a day to two days, then, then they either induce her or just pull the baby out. Right? So normally these babies are being delivered dead because you kill them but they outright admit in this video that they don't even use digoxin which is why every single one of these babies we found look like they're born alive because Mm. they probably are 
And DC, but the, Cesari's just laughing it off. This uh, the abortionist, Santangelo, he's just laughing it off because he knows that they're the DOJ and, and these liberal uh, places in DC in this milieu of, of, of liberal wokeness. So they're, they're never do anything about it. Yeah. I, um, although, man, I, I wonder. I wonder if we will ever see, you know, I, I do have hope for a, um, you know, again, I, I see it with some of these young kids now that, you know, I talked about it in other podcasts that are, that are, you know, uh, PragerU and Turning Point, organizations like that, that are making it cool to be yeah. Christian, you know, yeah. and, and, and so I see that this, there's this possibility of this great awakening, you know, and I'm praying yeah. for that all the time. Um, and so I, I, so with, with things like this happening as, as dark as things are for us and they will get darker because you're right, they only have shackles at some point. That's the only thing that they can do to us. Um, you know, they've been doing all these subtle things, playing all these games, taking, you know, one inch at a time. And, and pretty soon, you know, when they think that they're going to be really right around the corner from losing, they're going to start trying to throw us all in prison. Um, but, but I'm wondering if, if. If with stuff like this, will we ever see any of these people held to account, you know, in our lifetimes? I don't know, but but you know, it, it's yeah. it's interesting. We're trying, we're trying, man. But with this release of this video now, because this is the second video that was released. One was released, I think, I don't know, back in was it uh, twenty fifteen or twenty thirteen or something like that, on him outright saying that he, if a baby is born alive, he wouldn't help it. And now this is the second video of the same abortionist at the same facility where these babies were found. And now he's saying things like, you can't talk to the doctor. And, and basically, you know, you can't, you, you can't get informed consent, right? There's no consent laws at this clinic, basically, because we're going to pump you with Xanax before we'll let you even talk to a doctor about your options. So, yeah. I, I I've had only one experience with Xanax, and it was recently. I had uh, I had my uh, interocular lens replacement in my eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, which which by the way was like a three month. I thought I I thought I made the worst mistake in my life as my eyes were healing, but but you know they blast out your God given lenses and they you know put in these um, mm. these implants uh, inside my eyes. so my eyes glow in certain lights. It's pretty wild, but oh, really wow <laughs> yeah that could be but, bad you know, tactically. Yes, that's right. That's right. I look like a cat, or terrifying for whoever I'm. I'm. I'm stalking. Um, right. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I you know I I've never I, I'm one of those guys that I mean I I'll take an aspirin you know once every six months or a you know an Advil after I have particularly a, a bad jujitsu beat down. Um, but yeah. but I I'm just not a guy who takes anything. So so this is my only experience with that. But there's no way that you are in your right mind and able to consent. I, you know, I was, I was oh. so loopy and so just like, you know, okay, Mr. Eddie, you're coming this way. And I'm just yeah. like, I guess yeah. I am, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> exactly. And, and not just one, ad, ad, not, not just one Xanax, but two, right? So, yeah. Yeah. A number of things were said in that video that was just deplorable not only that they they don't euthanize these children by the way i talked to a woman today um i went over uh to uh focus on the family's uh legal offshoot area we had lunch over there today um mary verscoach i forgot their the the name of the organization i'm blanking right now but i went over there and the woman mary who i was talking with she actually helped save a child from that clinic, Washington Surgery Center, 
and they had dilated this woman and sent her home to because to be dilated and then you know and then the next few days they come back and pull the baby out right just like i was explaining well she had contact she had gotten contact with this woman that came out and the only reason why they were able to save the life of that baby and she didn't go back in normally they would give that the day of the abortion they would give that drug digoxin to kill the baby but because they don't kill those babies there apparently they were able to save the child and she they they took out the the um the seaweed the seaweed laminaria to that dilates these women and she finished her pregnancy and was able to she had now has a, a, a wow. baby today so i thought that was really really fascinating well god's perfect in his plan man and you know we yeah. we see these things and and who knows how much of these horrors you know he has allowed to go on so that they can be yeah. exposing all of this stuff you know um totally. and and Man, uh, these there is no. I, I keep coming back to this because you know we um, we had been uh, conditioned. You know, you and I. You know, growing up, this live and let live. Okay, fine. You know, I, I had one guy um, who used to articulate. Look, I'm not. I'm not going to be focusing on legislating against abortion. He was running for politics at the time, and I thought, okay, it's kind of reasonable because his thought was, I'm going to let God change people's hearts, and so I'm not going to make this yeah. a thing, and I'm not going to get into debates, you know, with people on, on abortion and all that stuff. But it was that mentality, and because the guy was a believer, it's that mentality of, you know, we should just live and let live, and let's let God convict the hearts. And I think that crept into yeah. the Christian community. I'm guilty of it, but, yeah. but they we're not interested in live and let live. You know, they they yeah. want us to, you know, go all the way up to, you know, participating in their in their lunacy and in their evil yeah. and and endorsing it and saying it's okay and then they want to punish us yeah. if if we are going to speak out against it. Well, if we had stopped way back when and spoken out against it at the beginning and, you know, and been stronger and been united on these things, um, you yeah. know, we would not be here now. Yeah, it's funny. So they, they want you to not only endorse it, they want you to affirm them. They want you to use their language, use their pronouns. They want you to pay federally for these abortions uh, and for fetal organ harvest. And I just did um, I just did Seth's, Seth Gruber's podcast on fetal organ harvesting and showed the NIH's graphs on how much money they're giving towards baby organs. Your, it was over $70 million of taxpayer money this year is uh, being spent on the organs of children in uh, fetal tissue research. If, if you're curious about it, go, go view that podcast. But um, it's unbelievable. So what, but what that says is religion externalized. You look at that graph, and it's, it's no longer, uh, you know, don't legislate my morality. Don't, don't legislate any morality. Keep God out of out of you know now it's i don't care what you believe i'm forcing you to pay for what yeah. i do what the, the organs of the babies of the, of the god that i worship you know yeah. you must bow the knee you must pay your tithe money and and if you don't well tough tough you know so yeah you know what uh, uh charlie sent out and i won't share the the whole text but he sent out a private uh text to you know some of us in this small group but i thought it was very encouraging and and so i'm gonna i'm gonna just um you know kind of kind of touch on on the core of what he said but uh but he um 
you know, he basically said, hey, my whole life I was told, you know, that overturning Roe, um, you know, was impossible. And um, and now he's like, listen, this is one of those signs that what we are doing uh, in this fight is working, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and anything is possible if, you know, we are in God's will. And, sure. um, and at the end of the day, uh, I think about it this way because, you know, this other site, uh, side, um, you know, has this perception that they are this, you know, that, that, you know, it's everybody. And then this, you know, just small group of us, you know, fighting, you know, hard for life yeah. and fighting for these principles and fighting for morality. And, and I think it's the other way around. I think, you know, mostly people are kind of sheep out there, but they're not down with what these evil people want. Um, but they're totally. just afraid to stand up because of that perception, and it's going to take the the you know the small group of all of us that are willing to fight and are willing to put our, ourselves on the lines, you know. And, and I yeah. think it's going to be physical too because of yeah. you know what what they're doing. Um, but we have a you know saying in in my uh, defensive tactics world that two can fight ten. And, and what it really is, the implication there is it's two coordinated and committed people that, that have skills, you know, and are able to do this. Well, you know, you're out there yeah. arming people up to, you know, um, to be – and not just for media matters or whoever, you know, listens yeah. to people like us. Um, not, not literally arming them up, but arming them with the tools, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the tools in which to to you know fight these battles, you know, on, on the front of politics and pro, uh, yeah. pro you know, uh, protesting and everything else that you guys are mm-hmm. doing. So, man, God bless you for that, dude. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, um, it's I completely agree with what you said there in in terms of people being sheep that really not agree with that, but they go with the flow. And yeah. I look back now that today Roe v. Wade has been overturned. I look back at two examples, I think, of this. Because usually people think that uh, politics are downstream of culture. And I thought that for the majority, I think that's generally true, right? Politics is down. I think that's a Breitbart quote. Yeah, um, it is. It's funny. Uh, uh, Rush Dooney said something um, very similar. But um, <clears throat> I, I also think the opposite is true because – I'll give you two examples. One was a Burgerfell decision, and then also was Roe v. Wade. So at the time, Roe v. Wade was passed in 1973, and then in what 2015 or 16 uh, was the a Burgerfell decision, or was it after? No, it was, uh, I can't remember what a Burgerfell was. But at the the point is, at the time of both of those decisions, overwhelmingly, the our society was against abortion and against homosexual marriage. But now look at society. I mean, how many, how many years has it been since the burger felt? I mean, so I don't think it's been even, I think it was 22. I can't remember, but it 2015. 2015. Okay. I just, I just but, looked it up earlier. I was asked a question and I, I told I had a brain fart and I, I should have yeah, looked it up. 2015. Quick. <laughs> so I was like, but, um, man, look, Look at we are seven years later. Look at society overwhelmed. I mean, it's June. Look outside. Your entire city block is lit up with homosexual and trans flags flying. And how much did the ruling of and and Christ says this? The the scripture says it. The law is a tutor. And the, the job of the law is to instruct the conscience of, of people. 
as to what's right and what's wrong. And as you know, and the, the job of the government is as a minister of justice, informing the conscience and punishing evil. So these rulings actually work the opposite too. Yeah, politics is downstream of culture, but culture can be totally influenced from a a, a legislative decision. And now abortion and homosexual marriage and transgenderism is quickly become the cultural air we breathe in and how dare you even remotely swim upstream of that that cult current of cultural tide so yeah yeah it's wild and i've you know i keep having to talk about it on the show because it's happening right here in our community but you know we're we're um you know we're in the midst of um uh, a situation where a uh, our local school district without a parent's approval played a transgender video for this third grade class you know eight-year-olds right yeah. and um and the you know the parents objected and the parents were you know um ignored you know, then, then, uh, you know, pretty much shouted down and then doxxed yeah. because, you know, totally. they, they came out in the news and said, here, here's what's happened. And, you know, call and, and it was all about you hate our trans kids and we need to protect our trans kids. Well, all of a sudden, you know, every third kid is trans in these classrooms. And, you know, so something's happening culturally, yeah. you know, this social contagion, um, these these activists, some of these people are yeah. um, that, that that their kids are coming out trans are activists themselves in that community. So yeah. there's there's yeah. definitely some child abuse going on and all that stuff is happening. And uh, yeah. th this right now, um, you know, we got to give credit to all the slippery slope people <laughs> mm -hmm. that said originally, you know, on all of these little issues, you know, for so many years, you know, uh, people would be mocked for saying, hey, this yeah. is a slippery slope. But look at every single one of these things has been a slippery slope. And and right now they are pushing, you know, um, to to reframe pedophilia to minor attracted mm -hmm. persons and and oh you have to understand them and you know and yeah. and is it really that wrong? I mean, you're, those those little things are being floated over and over again with that mm -hmm. idea that we will start to excuse some of those behaviors over time. And and if you'd said. When you did say that years ago, when people said, "Oh, hey, this is a slippery slope yeah. to all of these sort of things," you know, you were you were mocked, and you know, oh, get out of here, you hateful bigot. Totally, and it's hard to believe that isn't a planned thing because I mean, I I actually tweeted about this the other day when I was I was talking about how I really think that transgenderism is and this trans rights movement and an attack on gender norms in society, something that's totally biological, is something that is in the works to start eroding the very fabric of that is resisting pedophilia in this country, right? So you look back and you don't have to look too far back in, in, in the history when, I mean, look at Rome. You had homosexuality, you had transgenderism, and you had pedophilia. That was normative. So how do you get there, right? The answer is, first, you, you make it normative that um, you, you take biology out of um, the equation in determining your value. And then after you do that, then, then what you do is you, you take um, what they're going to start doing is – because the auspice, the understanding of this is you can be who you want to be and 
then they demonize anybody who dissents as anti trans, anti gay, anti this. Yeah, because so you, we can't you can be who we want to be. Up the stage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you can see how they're setting the stage up because the next thing is is well, okay, if if you're going to oh, I I know what I was going to say is in order to come at these children with this trans thing, it's an eroding of the parental rights Mm -hmm. of of parents. Because when you're going after these children and saying, okay, we, we want these children to be able to transition. Okay. Well, wait, wait about all, what about all the parents that are going to dissent about this? Right. Well, then you make their parents, no longer the the arbiters of what is good and bad in their lives. They're, you're, you, you take away their parental authority over their lives to be their authentic self. And if that isn't a recipe now to then drive the bus of pedophilia and saying, these people, your parents stay out of their lives. You don't get to determine what they do with their bodies. And if they want to express themselves and their gender norms as children, Pre, either pre or post pubescent children and se- sexually and the, their gender, well, they should be able to live their authentic lives and express their sexual identities with whomever they please to. I, I was sent this morning a um, photo of a sign on a classroom door that says, if your parents aren't accepting of your identity, I'm your mom now. And yeah. and it was you know and, and that that's that um, yeah. you know thing that they're doing intentionally. Let's let's break down the yeah. family and I and I've been saying for you know since the beginning of this you know as we're speculating on all of these things from just a safety self reliance and security standpoint, um, sure. you know the the whole objective of this movement and 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 I don't mean just the you know trans movement or anything specific there. I mean the movement of you know, destroying the foundations of of our culture, oh. Western culture, all that. That whole movement is about if we can destroy it, we can then build it, rebuild it in our own image. And what that really means for the elite oligarchy is we, you know, we get to fleece all the middle class, you know, and and you know, take all of their resources for ourselves, mm-hmm. and and then you know, make them essentially our serfs again. And that's For and sure. that's the movement we are witnessing in the because yeah. most of these elites, you know, aren't trying to break down their own families, you know, their family mm-hmm. structures and, and all that. You know, it's like the Steve Jobs famously not letting his kids have iPhones or iPads. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's 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 when you look at things. Yeah, I just can't make sense of it. I don't. I'm I'm like we're we're waking up to a dystopian nightmare where we're. I mean, in Canada, this is happening where kids are being transitioned and if their parents dissent, they're being locked up, you know, and being charged with all these horrible crimes and and kept from their parents. This because when you start talking like this, when you start saying, oh, you know, you're trying to erode parental rights and so you can drive the bus of pedophilia through people think you're crazy. Right. But then then you just just look at Canada. They're already doing it. Right. They 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 are doing destroy free speech. You just look at Canada, they already, AB, what, 12, 16 or something, like they, they got rid of free speech in Canada. You know, they're, oh, they're not coming for your guns. Okay, well, then then you look at Australia. It's it's like, 
come on. We, we just, we are so naive as a, as a culture to think that something not, uh, can't happen just because I didn't experience it before. Right. And, yeah, and no, that, that a, was crazy. You know, right. Pastor John MacArthur says, you know, we had a unique 200 year respite from, you know, real per, yeah. uh, persecution and all of these things here in our country. And during that time, you know, we just figured that it's always going to be like that. And so we we, we allowed yeah. it to erode because we just assumed also that the pendulum would just swing and it would come back and it would swing and it would come back. Well, if the fulcrum keeps moving, we're, we're moving down this crazy path, uh, you know, and it's yeah. never going to swing back unless we, you know, sort of, de- you know, destroy that thing. Um, and, and, and reset back. And the only way we're going to reset back is to, you know, restore the family values and, and, you know, rebuild based on, on God's principles. Well, and I, I think that's why that, so it's funny. So I was at the court today and, and AOC comes walking by with her whole media page and she just starts walking right at me. So I'm like, okay, I turn my phone on and, and I tell her, tell I will start walking with her and I just tell her to repent of, of the bloodshed of babies for that she's allowed and, and, and advocated for. But um, I think I, sometimes I, I wonder to the point, I wonder why, why did the, she's so crazy and out there and she's, she's so, her views are so radical that really they don't represent even a small percentage of the, the normal American Democrat. Why, why do they put up with her? And I think the reason why for that is because she, she's what that, what you're talking about, that, that pendulum swinging. Right. And they, she, she moves the line, right? What is that called? The, um, Overton window. Is it the Overton window. Yes. She moves that Overton window so far to the left. Whereas you, you, you wake up in a day where now what a Democrat is in the 1950s is really pr- pretty much what a Republican is today. Yeah. I mean, look, Lucy and you know? Lucy and Desi uh, had to have separate beds on the set, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we went from that to, you know, now the, the gratuitous, um, you know, sex and violence and perversion that they're showing on an average show that that's rated PG, you know, 13 or, you know, you know, sure. Hey, for, for kids 14 plus or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's, it has moved so far and it's continuing to move far. I mean, remember we, we just, you know, we just in not too distant uh, past, uh, you know, we had that, uh, you know, guy Epstein and his, you know, pedophilia island mm-hmm. and and that, yeah. you know, black book has been sealed, never to be seen because it was all wealthy people that were engaging, yep. Uh, yep. you know, in, in, you know, despicable behavior, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a wild world, world that uh, that we're living in. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like. In the conspiracy theory box, you can oh, give me a break. Uh, uh, you're you're talking about a pedophile island. Well, yeah, like they found a pedophile island where all the that's like this kind of stuff that like Alex Do- Jones like dreams of, right? Like they're yeah. they're making the frogs gay kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but it's like no, they found a pedophile island where every Hollywood uh, elite and politician went to sleep with underage children. This is the well. World listen, that we're I'll I'll admit. Now. Yeah, I'll admit. So I had I had a cousin, and and he in 2020, um, under mysterious circumstances, while working as a uh, 
uh, Nock um, over there gathering intelligence in Sa- the kingdom of Saudi. Um, you know, he he died, but he um, and and you know, again, weird circumstances. So uh, very very mysterious. Uh, and, and he and I growing up were extraordinarily close and he was over there, you know, teaching English, you know, that kind of thing to, you know, Saudi Royal people and all of that. But, but he, um, would talk to me about these things a decade or plus ago, you know, mentioning, you know, Epstein, mentioning all these things, mentioning what they're going to do to the monetary policy, you know, telling me you better buy gold, you know, all, all, all kinds of different things that, that, you know, back then, Okay, dude, come on, knock it off. You know, this is all, you know, far-fetched stuff. But dozens of those things now, you know, have yeah. come to fruition that he laid out to me in, in great detail. Um, but again, you know, like uh, Dr. Keith Rose, who comes on our show and, and you know, um, you know has, has a you know, much deeper background in that world, you know, they, they crafted that term, conspiracy theorists, so that when we identify identify a conspiracy they could just dismiss us and be like oh come on you crazy you know but but again you know we always want to be wise and and there are um you know wild and crazy things that are going on out there that are mixed in with truth you know just you know so that people can grab it and run and they can be dismissed but yeah. We don't need to be dismissed because so much of this stuff that we're facing right now is plain as day, yeah. in our face, identifiable, not even hiding at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and you know that's what you're fighting for. Yeah, and and it's that's that's the honestly the hardest thing that I I get to to uh, up against when I'm spend my career trying to end fetal organ trafficking is people just don't even think it's. Uh, exist and they they kind of i i made this joke on seth's program but i'm like they put it somewhere in between like the grassy knoll and bigfoot you know yeah and thank god i i i we have all the documents like it's all a matter of public record spelling out the organs of children in their gestational age six month old babies and it's like but you're right the greatest wool that they've pulled over our eyes is this card that they play the conspiracy theory card because now it's almost like they inflate the currency on on real tragedies where whereas they're 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 playing that card so much that when something really happens that's like fetal organ harvesting or a pedophile island jeff epstein it's like, ah, uh, well, you know, it's probably true, but I just don't care because I don't really know what I can believe or what I can't believe anymore. So that's I just exactly don't really why they care. do it. Yeah. So, but I, I, what I wanted to touch on was when you were talking about morality, it kind of, because we're talking about all these crazy things and this push for pedophilia and we're push for all these just debauchery in, in our society. And I can imagine the other side saying, Bryce, AJ, like, why are you guys so obsessed with, like, with morals and righteousness and your godliness and forcing people to be moral and, and really concerned with what people do with, with their bodies and their morality and, and, and justice in society and all these things? And I think our culture is so far gone that even Christians don't understand this, something that the founders of our constitution understood very, very well. 
that it doesn't matter what system of government you have. It doesn't matter how good of a constitution you have. It doesn't matter how many checks and balances you put in place. If you have a government that is fundamental, or a government, and by government, I mean the people, if you have a people, a, a body, a, poli- a, a body politic or a group of society that is wicked and, and is engaged in all matter of a licentiousness, those people have to be governed with a hard hand because they can't govern themselves. And they understood this. The framer of the Constitution forever said, I think it was John Adams that said, the Constitution is written for moral and religious people. It's wholly incompetent for a government of any other. They understood this. Some some of them weren't even believers, but they understood this, that if you don't govern yourself and you don't check yourself in your own licentiousness, if you don't virtue basically their, their, their whole thing was virtue equals self-government. If you let virtue go, then you can't have a, then you have, have to have a big government to come in and rule you with an iron fist. You have anarchy that follows licentiousness. Yes. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to me, even with that, I don't want to talk too much, but other societies like China, so we hear, we see religion as so subversive. But when you go to places like China, they see it the opposite. They ban it because of the amount of freedom it gives and the amount of self-government that is a result of the freedom it gives to individual people who are made in God's image that have rights and value and and the capacities for self-government and won't put up with tyranny. So they understand that. It wrecks we their game. Look at it, and they we see it here as subversiveness. And you're, you, we, I will not be ruled where they over there see virtue as the capacity for freedom. Well, listen, as we uh, um, you know wind down over the next uh, you know few minutes here. Um, you know, you're, you're mentioning anarchy, and that is what we are coming into. And I think we're going to go through a period of time. You know, originally, you and I, when we talked earlier in the week, we were going to just connect and talk about, you know, the uh, terrorist threats and the bombings, mm-hmm. fire bombings, all that stuff that's happening in, you know, um, the pro-life organizations and, uh, and you know, uh, crisis pregnancy centers and, you know, things like that that are going yeah. on right now, because that's not being reported. But, you know, uh, they, those attacks have been, you know, happening all the time all over the country and, and everybody's stressed yeah. out and worried. Um, that's just the beginning of this. It's going to get dark. And, you know, yeah. I know you're I know you're both dangerous and wise out there and and you know and quite capable but um man there's a there's a lot of this that's going to be continuing yeah um dangerous and wise depending on who you ask people a lot of people think i'm just straight up stupid but (laughs) yeah i um i we'll see man i don't know i i there's a reason why we're not there right now but um at the same time i kind of want to see what's going to happen i kind of want to be out there and and i'll i'll keep you uh i'll keep you in the loop here man because i i think it, things are going to pop off this weekend if if they're going to yeah. pop off it's going to be this weekend so i guess time will tell but um they're showing their hand too because here's the thing bryce i know you got to go but 
people who advocate for violence of any kind, not any kind, but the unjust violence, right? People who advocate for state for state sanctioned violence against innocent human beings. It's no surprise when those people are going to turn around and use violence against you. If oh, you yeah. don't, if you take away what they want, and so violence begets violence. And the, the break, way to break the cycle is only through the love and gospel and forgiveness that's in Christ. And so um, we'll see what this weekend brings, bro. Yeah, well, those same people, uh, interestingly enough, are the words or violence crowd, too. You know, that, that complain yeah. that words are actual violence, you know, and they're the ones that are, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails, uh, you know, through windows yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, hitting people with sticks. Yeah, well, it it is going to be an interesting, uh, not just weekend, but, you know, next several weeks and, you know, through on through the election cycle and everything. I mean, I think we're going to have another summer of, of riots. I mean, I, I, I pray that we don't, although I think some of that stuff is yeah. necessary to expose these things and, and expose yeah. what, what they're doing on that side. Well, listen, man, thank you so much. Um, how do people follow you? Uh, remind everybody. And- yeah. Yeah, so um, you can follow me. The easiest way this day, these days has been uh, Instagram. I've been doing a lot of stuff through Instagram because I can post it to Facebook too. But if you go to, um, well, the organization survivors.la on Instagram, and my own personal handle handle is just AJ Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y. So you can follow me on there or on Facebook. I'm kind of maxed out on Facebook. But yeah, you can get me on any of those capacities and Thanks for hanging out with me, man. It's been fun. Oh, man. Well, I love you, brother, and I can't wait until we can love do it in person. Back. And, uh, you know, got to get yeah. you over to the school so we can do a little jujitsu, you know, yes, a little sir. roll, a yes, little sesh. Yeah. Be awesome, I'm man. healing my rib, so you'll, your knee on belly will be will be ready by the time I, I, uh, I come. All right. I love it. Well, I want you to feel it in all of its glory, man. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, hey, thank you again, man, and uh, I'll see you soon. And and uh, yeah, keep me apprised as to what's happening out there. I will. Oh, All right. Okay, buddy. Take care. All see right, ya. thanks. All right, folks. That was AJ Hurley, and uh, we. It's just such a blessing to have him as a friend of our show, and and just a good brother in Christ. And man, he is he is fighting an amazing battle, and uh, and the the progress that we're having. You know, the fight is not over, and um, it's it's really in many respects just begun. Um, but it's nice to have these victories, and um, you know, let's let's keep him in prayer, and um, you know, everybody out there, just be you know, be aware and. Uh, you know, be dangerous and wise, as uh, Rob says, because, you know, th- these uh, these are the times that, um, you know, some of the real worst of humanity comes out, um, you know, so uh, just just be out there and um, and be vigilant as we are um, working hard to be a threat to the Great Reset here on Liberty Station. Good night.